0: Welcome to the 82nd episode of Social Suplexes podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to all things elite on this spooktacular edition as we are recording on the night of Halloween, my favorite holiday holiday. Of all time. My name is Austin Sumowitz, joining with you after my break, which sadly kept the show off the air last week. But I am back, and I'm joined as always with my good friend, my good buddy Floyd Johnson Jr. Dude, how you doing?
1: I am doing great. Uh, Florida State is on a bye week, and if you didn't know this, in the history of the Florida State Seminoles, they have never lost on a bye week. <laughs> ever undefeated it seems
0: it seems it seems uh obvious but i mean it's a statistic that needs to be shared
1: yes we have never never ever lost on a bye week i will take that undefeated streak to my grave hopefully yes yeah hopefully so i will take this and honor it uh also um also today was my friend justin's birthday yeah so my friend, friend justin is a big-time Nebraska Cornhusker fan. So, you know, I, I got him the hot, cool gift. I got him a cameo from, I don't, this guy was definitely before your time. He was done playing college football before you were born, but you may have heard stories of him, of the greatest quarterback in Nebraska Cornhusker history, Tommy Frazier, a.k.a. Touchdown Tommy. Oh, touchdown, Tommy! Yeah, he only lost one game in three years as a starter. The dude's amazing, but yeah, I got him a cameo from t- Tommy Fraser, uh, Rich go. To showing up in Nebraska. That was great. Now stop. We gotta. We always hear from me. We gotta hear from you. How was your vacation, sir?
0: It was nice. It was very nice. Um. We were, I will let everyone know just in case you were concerned because I was traveling during this period of time. If not, totally understand. You don't know who I am mostly. But we were very safe. We were very precautious. We wore masks every time we went out. We went to our hotel room and thoroughly wiped down like tables and bathrooms and everything like that just to be safe. We also did it when we left and we just made sure to keep social distancing all that kind of stuff when we went on the beach there wasn't a ton of people there for the times that we were there but it did get crowded at certain points because there was like a jeep festival which just people were just driving jeeps all around town and like there was a point where we woke up and there was literally a jeep parade on the beach and i was just so confused i just um I was like completely confused but yeah no it was it was a lot of fun we did an escape room which was great we got out in like eight minutes remaining and we also I went golfing with my dad I beat him for the first time and uh, he was not happy about it uh we we also had to do golf with two other people because we were kind of late to our tee off time and uh, they were like proficient on this course we were not i i did okay but i like slowly fell off when i went into the back nine but i still beat my dad and he is not happy about it and then we also went to top golf and my mom kicked our ass like destroyed us and again my dad was not happy about that either he was very much his ego got shot and then of course we get home and michigan Shockingly, loses to the team that lost to Rutgers and gave up seven turnovers in Michigan State. He was a complete wreck. He's still kind of struggling right now, even hours afterwards. But hopefully, he'll be okay. Um, I lost myself. I was laughing so hard because I was like hoping that this would be the finally be the thing that make everyone realize, like, hey, maybe Harbaugh's not a good coach. and We should probably get rid of him. But I digress. Um, but otherwise, yeah, trip was great. Had a lot of fun and. Yeah, I'm just glad to be back on the show.
1: The coach killer Austin Somowitz. Fire Look, man.
0: Look, man, Look, man. I got I got I got evidence. I got receipts as to yeah. why I want these coaches fired, not just after one year. Like people were calling for Mel Tucker to be fired after the Rutgers game. And I was like, chill. Like, hang on. He inherited D'Antonio's mess. Let's see what he can do, especially next year when he actually has a lot of time to actually scout and a lot of time to actually train his kids. Because COVID kind of threw a wrench in all of that. And He's he was still a, He Michigan. was
1: still a he was a very late coach.
0: He was no, and again, that's all D'Antonio's fault. Like yeah. he would not have had that little time. People have had more time to prepare in bowl games than he has to prepare for the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, so he got literally hired after recruiting was done. So exactly. when you say they're not his players. None of them are his players. He will beat he, Michigan. Yes, and he beat Michigan. Uh, well, uh, Jim Harbaugh, 1-6 at home versus Michigan State and Ohio State. I know still y'all didn't have come,
0: not beat Ohio State I, in I, his entire I, tenure.
1: I know y'all didn't come here for sports, but it's hilarious. And it's Saturday. And it's, I mean, basically on Saturday, it's my religion. But I'm glad to hear how you're doing. Did you give your dad the hug for me? He really I did need... give him the
0: hug for you. Yeah, he, he said he, he he appreciated
1: it. He goes, um, and then
0: we watched and then we watched uh, Girl on the Third Floor, the horror movie with CM Punk in it.
1: I don't watch horror movies, so Halloween. I
0: can't believe it! I'm uh, shocked that that's
1: uh, that you and that you wouldn't watch horror movies. I do not watch horror movies. Though you know I like I mean I, uh, the best I'll go is like a dark comedy and a thriller like. Scream is considered a horror movie, and I'm doing the quotations in the air right now. Yeah, but it's more of a thriller than a horror movie. Eh, To me, you know, it it takes something to be a horror movie, something special. And it's like that whole shocking and jumping thing. I hate that, hate being on edge. That's ah, Halloween, dope candy, dope ass candy. What am I doing tomorrow? (laughs) What am I doing tomorrow morning? Walmart, half price candy. Fuck the world! What? 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 There <laughs> yes. You, go. No, you need half price. He's figured out the system. <laughs> I was like, I'll be there in the morning. Uh, they don't. They didn't do trick or treating in my area. We had a uh, couple kids. We had so a couple kids. we they didn't do it at all, and I'm okay with that. I was okay whether you decided or not. I go like big thing with me is I know people hate me saying this, and please don't quit listening to the show because of this. I just think. It's if you're willing to accept the risk, do what you want to do. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're not a person not willing to be, uh, accept the risk, don't be outside. You know what I mean? Have your, you. I think you at this point have a choice. Uh, we live in a state that doesn't very take it seriously at all. Uh, that's Oklahoma. You know, and it is what it is. I, I think I'm either going to get it or I'm not. I'm going to try do everything i can to prevent it but it's like at this point where all the restrictions are basically lifted i'm just like
0: it's not much you can do it's not
1: really much you can do it's not this is not this wasn't a choice i made this is a choice that was made for me so it's like whatever i'm just not gonna sit there and harp on everybody oh i saw you i saw a video of you with no mask on dude Live your life. Do you, A do video you, with
0: me with no mask
1: on? No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm just not going to harp on people that they do. I've seen that on oh. Twitter. This guy's not wearing a mask. Like, dude, chill the fuck out. It's like, whatever. It's like, yeah. some people do, that, yeah. do the mask thing and somehow they still get it. And I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm all about it. I'm just like, just chill out. This is like, this sucks. Yeah. It, everybody has to go through it. But uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. Either
0: way, though, um, with me not being here last week, we didn't make uh, AEW Dynamite from last week on October twenty first. We're going to quickly recap that before we get into this week's episode of Dynamite. But yeah. Before we do that, I want to real quick let you know that this sh- uh, I want to make sure that you're downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts and. Please leave a rating and review if you are so inclined to. You can also leave a donation through our podcast provider, Red Circle. And again, if you're listening on Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, Anchor, anywhere that you listen podcasts, we would appreciate a share. Share the podcast if you enjoy it. Share it with your friends, your family, whoever you wish. And you can also support us on social media by following us at atelitepod. At Social Suplex is our good friends at Social Suplex on Twitter. I am szoomer4 on Twitter. I suggest following me. Only after the election, because if it doesn't go well, I'm probably not going to shut up on social media. So just to avoid that, probably follow me after this whole election stuff is done, probably for your own sake. And then, of course, Floyd Johnson Jr. at Twitter, uh, if you want to follow Floyd. But going into the big news of the week, it's just the countdown to full gear. Pay-per-view's looking really, really stacked so far. We're going to get more into the matches and our predictions and... All this kind of stuff. And also uh, about our our good friend Floyd and what he's doing for Full Gear. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, I mean, I'm crazy excited. They just released all the AEW all the, uh, pay-per-views, uh, at least the main ones, on DVD. Hopefully they'll start getting them into Blu-rays. Um, they still can't do all-in for obvious reasons with Ring of Honor. But I'm just I'm so excited because I've just... I mean, we actually had a really good – a pretty good Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I'm just happy that we're getting good wrestling pay-per-views recently. So I'm really excited to see what AEW decides to do.
1: Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, I'm looking forward to full gear, looking forward to everything going on. I feel like the last few weeks have been really good shows where you've gotten a little bit for every – a little bit – a little lot of variety for everybody. Uh, I am just gonna go ahead and announce it now, and then I'm gonna do it again later in the show. All right. Do it again later in the show. Full gear contest announcement. The one annual thing or whatever, no matter what. AEW does a pay per view. You can count on your boys at AT Elite Pod, all things Elite Pod, to give away the show. So we on uh, when I post the show. Uh, if you're listening, it's already been posted. When I post the show, uh, make sure you're following at AT Elite Pod. I need you to like. I need you to retweet. And, you know, yeah, like and retweet, comment saying, hey, you know, I'm in or whatever. Let me know that you're with us. Like, retweet, comment. Yeah, that's the three. And you'll be entered into a contest to win full gear. I've been told I wait too long to announce the winner. So I will announce the winner Wednesday night on at AT Elite Pod right after the show. I'll do the drawing and then announce the winner right after uh, uh Dynamite is over. And then we'll, re- of course, reiterate it when we do the show later. But again, we are giving away full gear. It's going to be on BR Live and if, if you're in America. If you listen to the show and you're not in America, I will make sure you can get it on Fight TV. So, either way, we got you covered. Let's go, Austin.
0: All right, yeah. But now let's go quickly into a short recap of the AEW Dynamite from October 21st, the week before this week's show. And, honestly, we're not going to go, like in order just because we've got a lot, we've got a lot to cover on this week's show as well. So real quick, let's just start with the thing that everyone was talking about from the previous dynamite and I I had to lead into this. It's Le Dinner Debonair with Chris Jericho and MJF about trying to get MJF and figure out if he's going to be in the inner circle and it just kind of spiraled into something that nobody saw coming. It was I mean, Floyd, can you describe this? Because I'm not sure if I could describe it and do it justice. Can you describe this as best you can?
1: Dude, it was a dinner conversation that got competitive that turned into the friendliest Fred and Ginger-esque musical performance. And it was... Okay. I'll, I'll put it this way, because I'm always proclivity of positivity. I will start with the good thing. It was very well done and entertaining. I will say that it was very well done it was executed I don't know how many takes it took but it was executed with perfection and you know they just had this energy and you can just tell MJF is a natural just showman it's like he really hammed it up and I was like not too many times when you think anybody could steal a scene from uh, Chris Jericho but I felt like MJF was the star of the scene. So I'm gonna start with that, but yes, it was a very good thing. It was just like if you're watching the thirties or forties music movie with sound and they just bust out into a dance performance that's what this was. It was like a very serious conversation that turned into a dance performance. I didn't ever thought I would see this in wrestling I would have you like I'm like if you ask me that I want to see it I'd be like I wouldn't answer it because I'd be like, it's never going to happen. And it did. So never say never. What'd you think, Austin?
0: I was completely in shock. I mean, when you think about it, like the idea of having a segment of MJF and Chris Jericho, uh, one is a former member of, uh, all men acapella group. One is a lead singer of multiple bands. Uh, one of which, including the guy who sings his own theme in for and Fozzie, uh, kind of makes sense that they would do something where they all sang together but i mean what we got was like a combination of like frank sinatra sammy davis jr shit and it was like look I've, I've grown up uh with musicals uh in my life my mom and my my whole family love broadway and we go to new york we've been to new york multiple times to see broadway musicals and stuff like that and i'm a sucker for stuff like this but like the thing about this, and like, because of course, like the argument came up, and I and I knew it would too, is that if WWE did this, then everyone would fucking hate it. But in a sense, yeah. But the reason as to why that's the difference between the two is just because the foundation of the characters have been built up a lot more properly than say WWE would, where it's like you these characters like in their in their interactions it just it just makes sense and I mean this is an AEW podcast so we'll come off as shilling if that's what you think we're doing but I mean I don't know man I I knew people would hate this my good friend uh, my good friend Ryan hated this so much and he was like so tell me again why that how MJF is the greatest and I'm like I will surely gra- tell you that and he was just like Ugh. and I knew he'd hate it and of course other people hated it too I knew it would be the case but I mean like Dude, I laughed so hard watching that, and it was just so entertaining. and like I said, like, I mean, like I didn't know I wanted that, but it gave it to me, and I will gladly, gladly take it. I, I didn't know what it was, and I, at the same time, I didn't want it to stop because I was just losing it with how funny it was. but I completely understand those who don't like it. I so,
1: to- totally get it. So I gave a very positive answer, correct? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely did not like this. <laughs> I just, Yeah, like I yeah. said. I mean, wanna be I wanna be clear. Sense. If if they said if this was like they did a road two and this was on the YouTube show, right? Or if they said, Hey, here's a YouTube video of what happened between Jericho I'd Or been, if it was like an April Fools thing. Yeah, I would have been fine. But you interrupted my wrestling show for a musical, <laughs> uh, not really what i when I'm watching I'm wrestling for. two hours on Wednesday night. this is not what I'm looking for, but again, <laughs> let me clarify everything's not for me. You know what I mean It's just if every if it brought new eyes to it, if you had people looking at it on YouTube that wouldn't have looked for it. I I am all for it. I'm all about attention in whatever form it comes. But for thirty nine year old male from Oklahoma, I was not their target demographic with this performance.
0: Yes, and again, if you didn't like it, I completely understand. It comes out of fucking nowhere and like it's just corny as all hell, but dude, like as somebody who do d- does enjoy musicals and does enjoy like silly shit in his wrestling, um, I, I very much enjoyed this, and I'm, if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. I mean, like the rest of the show was still relative, pretty dang strong. And if you were looking for stuff to look forward to, I mean, hey, you got the return of the Cleaner, Kenny Omega faced Sonny Kiss, who replaced um. Uh, uh, what's. Oh, God. Uh, uh,
1: Joey Janella.
0: Joey Janella. Yep. It, there's a lot of J's in fucking AEW that I was just blanking on the name because I was like, JJ, uh, uh, JJ. J. But I- Sunny Kiss filled in for Joey Janela because he had uh, gotten contact with somebody with COVID 19, quickly replaced it. Uh, he had uh, dancing women with brooms at the entrance as uh, Justin Roberts was listing accomplishments that Kenny Omega had. He comes out, shakes his Sonny Kiss's hand, V-trigger, one winged angel, pins him, and then just has the smuggest look on his face. I lost it. It was so funny.
1: Kenny Omega and... can I learned he cannot win. Very short statement. We can move on. But if he doesn't squash Alan Angels, he's breaking the internet because he didn't beat Alan Angels fast enough. He squashes <laughs> he squashes Sonny Kiss. He's breaking the internet because he squashes sonny kiss and and apparently that means he really hates gay people and again a lot of times i question do people know this stuff is written and it's this is a performance i'm very confused i'm like it's this is a performance it was great you know it, it drove home the fact that kenny omega is back to being the older kenny omega Sonny Kiss just happened to be the other person on the other side it of the ring. It was going to
0: be Joey, but then he, Joey, he called the out. The same
1: thing was going to happen to Joey Janela. So they just literally changed. who took it. And sorry. Okay, I can stop there. It's just, I loved it. I sat on Twitter and scrolled through and read every comment and laughed my ass off. Because people have no, uh, some people, like myself, have no lives. And then other people take this shit way too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, he doesn't hate gay people because he won a wrestling match.
0: Yes. Like,
1: come on. I was <laughs> like, come on. Like, I am like, like, if he... I don't care what he has done outside. I know there are many different things you can say Kenny Omega did outside of the ring that makes him an ally. I do. But I, I'm saying screw that. Winning... A scripted fight does not decide your, whether you hate gay people or not. Sorry. That tells you nothing. It doesn't. It tells you, <laughs> it tells not you nothing. All. And I just think it was so stupid that people went there. I just thought that was the dumbest thing. I Forget the obvious ways that you're wrong. <laughs> but that was just the dumbest conclusion to come to. That's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know like how did know. you how did you get from point A to point B? I don't and know. And then and then type it out. Proofread it to make sure there was no yep. spell check errors and then press enter. How did that happen?
0: Ah oh, man. Twitter is <laughs> a weird place. It's still weird to me. But again, like you got the return of the cleaner and then you got a fucking insane match between the Lucha Bros themselves Ray Phoenix versus Penta l Zero M. Holy hell. Like, I still don't know how they did some of the shit in that match. Like, I retweeted some of the gifts from that match, and I still cannot explain how how they do that. I don't know how. it's a, It was unbelievable, and Phoenix got the win, got the win on Penta, and it was great. I, I mean, it's like match of the night, like, 100%, and I was just in awe of what happened in that match,
1: completely in awe. Every time they wrestle, all I think. Is I know the match was amazing. All I think is, why aren't they featured single performers? Seriously, in the it's like why isn't Pena going for the world title and Ray going for the? TNT title or vice versa. I'm they're really just,
0: hoping. Yeah. I'm really hoping that this turns into a kind of Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa thing. Like yeah. I'm really hoping because like they had their one match in a tournament, and then they were still brother. Like they're still close with each other. They still team, but there's already been signs of them like splitting apart. And like I'd be a hundred percent down if that's the case.
1: Yeah, I'm just like if you just let Penta be Penta, he would probably be the most over person in the company.
0: And if you let, I mean, like you could literally have Penta be like, if Pentas the heel and you have Phoenix as the unbelievable high flying babyface, like, dude, he would be like, I, I swear to God, Ray Mysterio levels. Like, not even kidding.
1: I completely agree. I I say it. I I when I talk about it, when people ask me who's the best in ring performer in the world, I say Ray Phoenix. I, and it just that is not a slight to Kenny Omega. That's not a slight Dakota Ibushi, which I feel like you're very high on this list. I I just... Every time Ray Phoenix is in the ring, he does something I've never seen another human do before. So therefore, I'm like, you're the best ever at this. And like I said, it's completely opinion-based, but very big fan of Ray Phoenix.
0: Absolutely. And then, of course, the other... Tournament matches we had uh, for the number one contendership for the AEW title. We had Jungle Boy versus Wardlow. Really strong match, I think, as well, where Wardlow continued his winning streak, getting it up to nine matches. And Jungle Boy again had a really great performance, and then of course backed by his his uh, Jurassic Express friends and Luchasaurus and Marco Stun, who did a good job as to be like chilling out the outside while. uh while uh, Mister Man, while MJF was outside and just kind of watching the matches. actually, no, he wasn't outside in this match. He actually he wasn't there at all. But Wardlow still looked like a beast in that match, and he moved on in the tournament. And then we had Hangman and Page and Colt Cabana face off in that other qualifier. And I like I love Cabana, and like he was just he was just one of the guys that just had to just get beat first round by Hangman because like we knew where this was leading towards, and Hangman's just been on a roll. He did really good, and um, there is a point where I, I just like how he's like trying to impress Dark Order so much uh, in his matches, and it's been really entertaining. But those are really the the big things we wanted to talk about. And then, of course, the last thing was last week's main event, which was the four-way tag team match where the winner receives a world title match at full gear between Butcher and the Blade, Dark Order, and Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Private Party and the Young Bucks all over the places you would expect, just high spot after high spot after high spot, which eventually led... To the Young Bucks getting the win, it's happening. Young Bucks versus FTR at full gear for the AEW Tag Team Titles.
1: So the moment this happens, this will be like my from the news and notes, the moment this happened, the moment Young Bucks won, and I will tell you, honestly, I was rooting for any other team to win. The reason being is this. I want the young. I wanted the young bucks and FTR to be in front of a crowd, but you can't keep pushing things back because injuries happen, other things happen, so you have to basically book your story how you were going to book it. FTR woman, the minute FTR one, flight tickets went Southwest, bought the flight tickets, then sent the email to my boss saying I needed this day off. Hotel car booked. Your boy Floyd is going to Jacksonville to see his two favorite tag teams currently wrestle each other It is a moment that I've been waiting for, for like four years. I love both of these teams. I, they're going to tear the house down. Oh my God. I'm just so excited. And then yesterday I got my ticket. I got my ticket. Uh, and it was funny because I just got straight through was in line, got my ticket. I am in the best mood because your boy's going to full gear.
0: Yeah, I'm very jealous, like I said, but yeah, I'm very happy for you, man. But those are the big things we wanted to talk about from last week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Now we'll again get into this week's episode of Dynamite. I know we've spent a little bit of time going on it, so we'll try to get a little bit quicker through each of the matches, but um, we'll do our best to make sure we don't uh, make this episode way too long. Um, we opened the show we had Wardlow and he was being interviewed by Dasha before his match against Hangman Adam Page MJF then interrupted him and then talks about how if Wardlow wins this tournament and beats the champion I become the AEW world champion because Wardlow's under contract to me which means he's my property and then Wardlow's just like yeah yeah okay fine and then uh, Sammy Guevara runs in and then screams about how uh, he's not uh, MJF's friend he's not his buddy And he's going to make sure he never joins the Inner Circle tonight as they have their their town hall that they're doing for the Inner Circle. They have a stare down. Wardlow's music hits. And then we have the opening match of the show, Wardlow versus Hangman Adam Page. And it was was a really strong opening match. And I think, again, very predictable. We kind of knew where this tournament was leading when it was booked. Um, But at the same time, though, Wardlow does really, really well. It's like... You can tell there's a lot with him and just the stuff that he can do, and he plays a really good heel. I think he'll do really well when eventually they decide to break him off from MJF, and I think he could do some really cool stuff. Hangman, again, just like... It's like you you just know with a crowd there, like he would just get the biggest pops because, like, I mean, I was there at Revolution. He was so fucking over, and he's still over as hell. And I think just what we're going to get at full gear is going to be nothing short of amazing as he moves on to the finals and beat Wardlow to go to the finals at full gear, and then he would find out his opponent later on tonight. But, Floyd, just real quick, thoughts on this opening match?
1: I thought this opening match was super physical, exactly what I wanted, a big roadblock for Hangman uh, to have to wrestle and he had to wrestle and do things a little differently, even though he did do an overhead throw from the second rope. Uh, but he, you know, jumped off the top to land on Warlow and he caught him. Oh, God, he's a physical freak. Uh, I, I'm i just going to have to get a shout out to AEW because to, people, like last year, Vanity Project, uh, big and uh, big, the whole idea that was an elite vanity project is just been completely turned onside his head because you see who the current elite wrestlers are, the push people that's Moxley, that's Cody that's Hangman Kenny you know, the Bucks are on that level but you have this right underneath second tier that, of young talent that's ready to take over and I mean, even though Brian Cage is a little older, I put him in that second tier and then you're talking MJF you're talking Wardlow, they can heat up any time. You're talking Will Hobbs. It's like you have this level that they've built up so well that it's going to be when, when it is time to kind of pass the baton and feature these people, they're going to be ready because they're working every week. And it's just... It's it's just like a bright future to look forward to. I remember when AEW started, they had a big man problem. They didn't have any. Now it's almost like they have too many. Again, adjusting on the, adjusting on the fly, adding the talent. Shout out to AEW.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think Wardlow has a lot of good things. Looking forward to him. I think, like I said, the way that they're he's got his kind of his Uh, conflict with MJF is going to pay off really well but going into the next match we had Mad King Eddie Kingston with Butcher and Blade Bunny uh, at his side facing off against Matt Seidel my prayers were answered he's finally on Dynamite but he's getting his ass kicked Uh, Matt Seidel did relatively well Um, he nearly was able to put away Kingston he got a good combo with a a roundhouse kick at one point but then Kingston kicked out but by that point, he hits a spinning back fist on Matt Seidel, and then he quickly applies the bulldog choke. Same one that John Moxley uses, forces Matt Seidel to tap, and then uh, forces Matt Seidel to say, I quit, as the match between the AEW World Champion John Moxley uh, at full gear will be an I quit match. And yes, I'm completely for that. Like how... First of all, I I don't believe we got to talk about the I quit stipulation. Fucking great stipulation. Eddie Kingston has been saying, I did not tap, I did not tap, I did not tap, I did not tap. And now you have no choice. One of them is going to have to say I quit for the match to end. And I think they're going to be taking each other to hell and back to get one or or the other to say that. And in terms of wrestlers that I want to see in an I quit match this is a good this is a good group of guys that i would want to see just these two are going to demolish each other and i'm all for it eddie kingston is like slowly becoming one of my favorite heels in aew he's just a boss he's just just so intimidating so entertaining and so vicious that i'm just like so excited to see how this match turns out in full gear it's like there's a lot of matches I'm looking forward to on at uh Full Gear. This is one of them and I think it might be one of the sleeper hits. I mean, even though it's the AEW World Title match and you wouldn't think it would be a sleeper hit, despite like some of the other matches on the card, this is still going to be like insanely good. But Floyd, your thoughts.
1: Okay. I love Eddie on the mic. That dude absolutely can talk me into a building. He can make me pay him just to stand in front of him. It it's amazing. I like when Eddie Kingston fights. I love when his, you know, is in a street fight, last man standing match, whatever. I love that. I hate when he wrestles. I think his wrestling is so boring. <laughs> I love Eddie. You, you, and everybody knows I was one of the first hashtag on Eddie Kingston. But when he wrestles, oh, God, I'm about to nod off. It's just very, it's so simplistic and just, like, grinding. And it's just, like, I can see how it would work. But it works his style works better in a fight. So this Matt Sydal match was not my favorite thing in the world. But the fact that he's a little crazy and was talking to Matt Sydal like he was John Moxley was again, that performance aspect of Eddie Kingston went took me back to that level eleven. I was like, uh ah. and then he started doing the performance stuff. And it's like, Oh my god, this dude is so effing good. I literally want to put him in every movie ever. Right, just so he can cut a two-minute speech about how hard the streets are and how hard his life was growing up. That would be in, like, if Floyd made movies, that section would be in every movie. Oh, here comes Danny Kingston's speech again. He would get shot, like, right after. But, dude, he's just so good at it.
0: He is. He's just just really fucking good. We then had a sit-down interview with the Young Bucks and the AEW World T- Tag Team Champions in FTR. Excalibur was hosting the interview. Tully Blanchard, of course, joining FTR. Talking about how the week before, uh, Matt Jackson got a steel chair wrapped around his leg and got very much injured and has a leg injury going into full gear. He said he'll hop on one leg, but he will be at full gear. And he talks about how the that Young Bucks, like something was missing between them how they've got their killer instinct back. Like sometimes good people do bad things. And that's what his the explanation for the reason why the young bucks are acting like they are. He doesn't like that. They're this angry, but he just, this is how he feels. And he, he just feels it a hundred percent. And thanks to the arrival of FTR, the old young bucks are back. And FTR felt like it was a one-sided interview and then quickly left, stormed off. And Matt Jackson then declares at full gear we're putting it all on line. If we don't successfully win the AEW World Tag Team titles against FTR, we will never challenge for the titles again. They're doing the Cody thing. They're doing the Cody thing. For at the you. same show. Come on. At the on. same show. At the same come show as last on. year. Come on. At the it, same it, exact it, it, show.
1: Come on. They call in a shot at the same show. I was like, I, I mean, I know Cody is on his straight and narrow good guy path. But that would be the perfect reason for Cody to turn heel, you know, like wrestling reason. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. you did this to come out here and win this match and show me up. That's why you did it, because you know that the heel would inflate uh, whatever happened or conflated to make it about him. He's like, you did that to take a shot at me, and that would you know, that would be hilarious. But in this case, uh, the Young Bucks. I don't know why you had to add anything to this match
0: i don't know either the fact that they decided to do the cody thing like because that's the thing all people tied it to is like oh they're going the cody road with this match and i'm like i get it people don't like the idea of the young bucks not challenging for the tag titles and their own promotion is is blasphemy and like with cody not challenging for the main title like people are like what the fuck and like the fact that they actually went through it, we were that 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 shocked us just in general, just because like we didn't think they would ever do something like that. And um, but now it's the second time around, uh, only a year later, on the same pay per view that they did it last time. And it's just it's so weird. Not, des- it's, it's not needed. It's just confusing. And it's not needed. Yeah, you don't need to add that stipulation. This is a match that has been... Oh, go for it. I was just going to say, it should make sense in the context of the match when it happens and whatever they decide to do in the future. But, like, just off the top, just like when they announced it, I was just confused.
1: This is the only match that you can say that was built pre-AEW existing. Exactly. You can honestly say AEW exists So this match could happen. These two tag teams have a feverish and hardcore fan base. And a rivalry without even meeting
0: in the ring until only this year.
1: Yes. One versus two for the titles. Doesn't need anything else. It's it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have the Super Bowl. But we're going to do it on on water in front of Gators. No, the Super Bowl doesn't need anything else. It is on its own. Yeah. This is the Super Bowl of tag team ratchets. This is the one everyone's been looking for. It doesn't need a promise from the Young Bucks. It adds nothing to the match. It actually takes away from the match because you start thinking, well, Cody lost last year there's no way in Sam hell the Bucks are losing this year and you're taking my focus away from just enjoying the match I'm going to be thinking about the result because I I honestly I'm going to say this this is me breaking my FTRK fame I honestly don't care who wins this match I have literally won because this match is happening this is, since I've known FTR existed, since I've known the Young Bucks existed, this has been my dream match. I said, as if this pl- match happened anywhere in the world that I could feasibly get to, I would be there for it. It doesn't need anything else. I'm done now.
0: Yeah, and again, yeah. like... <laughs> we were like people would have paid hand over fist for this match regardless and honestly if you wanted to do the stipulation like it's not like ftr and the young books aren't gonna face again and it's not like they're gonna face for the titles again these guys are gonna hold the titles well we imagine like unless they go through with the cody thing like they're saying um we can't imagine like these two teams not holding the tag team titles multiple times within aew's existence. So you could have easily have done this like in the second or third or fourth match between these teams. It's like, you know what? fun we're, we're we're cap this is like the kind of thing that you cap off a rivalry with. This is the first legitimate match we're getting between the young bucks and FTR and it kind of feels like they're shotgunning like their load a little bit too quickly. But like again, in terms of these guys, in terms of FTR, in terms of the Young Bucks, in terms of AEW, I, I tend to trust them a little bit more with weird decisions. And like again, we'll, we'll have to wait and see when the pay-per-view happens, when Full Gear happens to see if that decision was worth it or if it kind of took away from the match. We'll find out at the show itself, but... Again, just very confusing, very weird. But I mean, like, it's still FTR versus the Young Bucks. It's still going to be unfucking believable. It's going to be the payoff to one of the biggest rivalries between two teams. Like I said, they only just got in the ring and faced off against each other this year, and this rivalry has been going on for multiple years.
1: God, I want FTR to win so bad, but I know seems, you do. I. It's just it just seems like, oh my god, I don't want the Young Bucks to lose now. I want FTR to win, but I don't want the Young Bucks to lose. Sure. Because I don't like that stipulation. It's dumb.
0: Well, the reason—well, first of all, your boy Cody can't challenge for the uh, for the AEW title, so that's one reason. But now it's just kind of like—no, it's just—it's
1: just. Yeah, I know. You don't get okay. Tell me, Cody wouldn't have been a good like a big match for Moxley for the title like you say Cody versus Moxley you can sell a pay-per-view on that but based on Cody's stipulation you can't have that match it's not yet yeah so you're gonna say we can't ever have the Young Bucks versus FTR for the tag team titles ever again is that what yeah. you're saying? To That's just... No, yeah, again, yeah, again. I, get you, it. I told you're, you. you're writing yourself into a corner that doesn't need to be there because it's not even needed in this match. If this was the fifth time the Young Bucks and FTR fought in a year and FTR was like 4-0 and and the Young Bucks like, dude, if we can't beat them, like the Ric Flair thing, if we can't beat them, if we can't compete with them on that level, if we can't be on that level, we don't deserve to ever challenge for the title again. Yes, I would be all for it. Even if they had said, hey, we lost in the tournament for this title. We got a title defense against this team. We then got a title defense against this team. Okay, so this is our fourth title defense in a year, right? And we've lost all the other ones. If we don't win, then we deserve it. Even uh, even that's the same thing, but you have at least positioned it differently. It sure. just kind of came out of nowhere. It did. <laughs> it just, I don't know. It's just like, uh, it's, it's, it's shotgunning a storyline. And I'm like, I think you could build a whole pay-per-view based on just that stipulation. Like, you have this match, FTR wins. Then, and the stipulation wasn't there. You could build up to full gear or to double or nothing and say, okay, we're the FTR was like, okay, okay, we'll give you a shot. We will give you a shot. We will skip the line. We will go to Tony to say, "Hey, you can skip the line, but if you lose, you never get to defend the t- uh, fight for the title again." It it literally should at least came at from least came, came from them and not from the Young Bucks. It yeah. just seems like I said it seems like a waste. Maybe I'm wrong. And if you're listening and you think I'm wrong, hit me up. Tell me but it just seems like it's weird that it's there.
0: Yeah, and again, all we hope is that this this stipulation doesn't detract from the match itself, which I'm almost positive it won't. But, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see for full gear. Now, we have the Inner Circle Town Hall meeting where we find out whether or not MJF should join the Inner Circle. Jericho comes out with his posse minus uh, minus, uh, Sammy Guevara who didn't want to be there Uh, and then uh, MJF comes out and um, talks about how he shows a chart about how Inner Circle earnings would spike if Jericho had MJF join the Inner Circle and um, also Jericho talked about if he ever tried to turn on the Inner Circle if MJF turned on him they'd knock his teeth down his throat and um Eric Bischoff showed up yet again. Always nice to good to see good old Eric and uh, just talks about like, what can MJF do for the inner circle? He says friendship. And then he says, what then he asks him, what do you believe the inner circle can do for you? And he says with all these great men in this, in the inner circle, I could learn how to be a team player. And then uh, he then asked one final question and saying, chris jericho is a prima donna obviously these two have worked together in the past and you possess many of those same traits what's to guarantee that if you join the inner circle you and jericho just don't wind up killing each other and um mjf doesn't answer the question uh bischoff demands the question also tony shivani should have just moderated the presidential elections he's such a gem and he did a great job of getting him to shut up and uh Next time, guys, invite Tony Schiavone. He'll do great numbers for you. He'll do great work for you. And um, he then says, uh, MJF goes, After all I've given to you, what haven't I done, Chris? And he says, You haven't beat me, but he'll give you a chance. Full gear. November 7th, MJF versus Chris Jericho one-on-one. And if he wins, he gets to join the inner circle. And then MJF says, I'll do whatever it takes to win. Ortiz doesn't like this idea. And uh, Sammy doesn't like it as well. So then he issues a challenge for next week's Dynamite. Sammy and Ortiz versus MJF versus Wardlow. Making sure that he doesn't make it to full gear in one piece. And yeah, that was the segment overall. Relatively entertaining. Uh, Had some cool moments, especially Peter Avalon just like, I'm going to shoot my shot. Can I join the inner circle? And they just laugh their asses off. And yeah, we get to see... NGF
1: versus Chris Jericho. This was a fun segment. It was. Yeah. It was a really fun segment. Uh, I definitely preferred this to the Dinner Debonair. If I'm doing the two segments together, if we're if
0: we're talking about stuff that actually built towards like storyline, <laughs> yes, this did way more than the Dinner Debonair, which honestly was just there for knocking you on your ass with like what the fuck
1: yeah, um, and, uh, yeah cause Eric... this
0: actually built two matches out of this segment so yeah, yeah. like it got a lot accomplished and really did a good job at building towards full gear La Dinner Debonair as much as I love it like you got nothing from that it was just like there it was, was no story It was just involved.
1: fun. It was just fun.
0: Yeah, it was just a lot of fun, and they kind of forgot about it immediately afterwards, besides saying it was the greatest segment in all of professional wrestling. Yes, uh, he
1: he said, what did I give you? And, and to me, it came off very sexual when he said, I gave you the greatest segment you've ever had in your life. And I just, I, I like, I laughed way too hard at that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like... He said, I gave you the greatest segment you've ever had in your life, and I loved it. And then uh, the beef he has with the other guys. And, of course, Jericho is on this, hey, I'm going to build the next generation of the company uh, tour. Because if you look at his last three pay-per-views, it's what? It's MJF, uh, uh, MJF at this one. Previous it was OC was OC two uh, OC was at all out and I mean even then it was like he yeah. built up the in private party like yeah I don't had, remember it was who was singles at, matches yeah I don't remember who was at double or nothing but it yeah. was another match it was just like he's working with the young people in the group letting them get better letting them know how to work TV matches how to put together matches with a professional you know he is his age so limited ability compared to what he used to be it's you just got you you're learning so much just from being in a program with Chris Jericho i think this could elevate MJF to that next next level like i feel like the match with Moxley did establish him as part of that elite group that i was talking about earlier yeah but true title contender true title winner he puts on a hell of a performance with Kitch Jericho. People are going to be asking, when is MJF getting a belt?
0: Yeah, honestly. Now, we have the first ever Lumberjack match for the TNT Championship Orange Cassidy versus the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And the reason that they had the Lumberjack stipulation was to prevent the Dark Order from interfering. Um, and overall, um, the include first of all, the fact that Best Friends were there as Lumberjacks was great. Uh, and, of course, Dustin, QT, and Arn were there as well. Um, overall, strong match, I think. It was it was a pretty good, okay uh, TNT match, I would think, um, depending on who you ask, I think. It's more mid-tier in terms of the TNT championship matches that I've seen. Darby was scouting Cody High in the arena and has... It will be Cody versus uh, Darby for the TNT title at Full Gear. We get a pay-per-view rematch between these two. Of course, their match at Fighter Fast was probably one of my favorites in AEW. Like, it's just really, really good. Uh, But uh, I mean, it's a lumberjack match. Like, they're not my favorite, and there's just kind of like there's a lot going on in it, and not just never been one of those stipulations that I've been a massive fan of. I've never been a massive fan of, but This is okay, I think. I think it did well for the TNC title. Orange Cassidy still looks great. Cody still looks great. And it builds up to Cody defending the title at full gear. So, I mean, like, I don't really got much else
1: to say about this match unless, Floyd, you have anything you want to add to it. This match was very fun. It featured John Silver. uh, It did. Which, if you've noticed the last four weeks, John Silver has done something. It's like, Tony's like, this guy's funny. And he has become a larger part of the show, and I freaking love that. Uh, I, I,
0: yeah, I was going to say, I've completely forgot about that John Silver spot, but yes. like The fact that it seems like Tony Khan has really taken a notice as to how good John Silver has been over recent yeah. uh, weeks and months, like, and that they're using him... Even like in these small little doses to keep him on the show and keep people mm-hmm. noticing him and like just like including him in all this fun.
1: Yeah, cool, they're not shoehorning him in. Though. No, it's, it's they not make like, sense. it's
0: like shoving him down your throat or anything yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, it makes sense how he's in the show and it's the subtle thing there, and I loved it. And I I love how best friends cheated first. Yes, they attacked Cody, and it was like. When Arn punches O.C. over in the corner, it's more like, I'm just kind of even in the playing grounds, right? And then Cody finishes the match off, and the ex scout was like, Arn hit him! And I'm like, well, fucking Chuck and, <laughs> Chuck and Trent were doing it early, even though they were lumberjacks in it. There's no really no DQ in a lumberjack match, so doesn't really matter. I just thought it was a really good match. uh, Really fun match, really fun match. I think him and O.C. have this weird chemistry. That first time I watched them, I didn't think they had, like, any chemistry, especially in the first two minutes of the match. They didn't look like they knew where each other was supposed to be. But this match was so much more smooth and physical. And Orange Cassidy looked like he has, like, just so much talent. I absolutely hate that he kicked out of, like, Orange did both his finishers back-to-back, and then Cody kicked out hate that. That's just me. I think finishers should finish. But Cody hit the crossroads. Love my guy. He's winning. And the world is right back to normal Cody in a singles match at an AEW pay-per-view. Mm-mm, I just hugged myself.
0: Yes. It's just... I Like I said, I always go back to their match at Fighterfest Fest, and Darby still is incredible, and honestly, I'm I'm legit pulling for him so hard to win this title. Like, it's like... We've enjoyed Cody as the TNT champion. He got his title back from the Dark Order, and I think it's gonna. I mean, like, if there was ever time to jump on Darby while the iron while the while the stove is hot and when the iron is hot, like, give this man a title. Like, I really think having Darby as the TNT champion, because first of all, I don't think you need to go that route of just having open challenge matches. Which I mean, like we said before, they're good. They're fun. But like having a build for your title is much stronger than just hot shotting title matches against random people. And I think having Darby feud with somebody for the TNT title, that's what I want to see with that title. I want to see a really cool mid card feud with these two guys and Darby just run rough shot as a champion. And like, literally, just like that's, I want to see Darby get the title that like he's very much earned in this in this company he's done nothing but good stuff i think
1: i completely agree with you uh i'm going into the show expecting an amazing match but i'm also going into the show expecting a derby win now if they shock me that's great but you know it's just i think this has been built well enough and he's hot enough God, I just wish a packed crowd could be at the show. Same, I, dude. Same. I, I just not, can't.
0: It's like, same. I like the one thing I like. I, I totally like. Just, I like. I've enjoyed having the small crowds in AEW and enjoyed the Thunderdome and in, in WWE. But like, God, I want live wrestling in full packed
1: yeah. houses. Yeah, and it's just like AEW out AEW sells out houses, and it would have just been this live, amazing house. I know it's not something we can happen. I probably should stop bringing it up. But I just think this is like... We miss it. We this miss This is it. lining up as one of AEW's best on-paper, pay-per-views. Yes! And it's going to be like 600 people. And it's just like... But you'll just, be there. I will be there. But so just I shout be, loud. So yeah, just shout loud. I'm going to shout as hard as I can. So let's do that.
0: Backstage, we had Kip Sabian and the Best Man Miro attacking Trent and Chuck Taylor. So I'm very excited to see what... I mean, we got something coming out of that. Um... We then had um, my girl, Serena Deeb, who recently became the NWA Women's Champion. Fucking yes! Yes! My former Straight Edge Society member is the NWA World Women's Champion. I fucking love it. Thunder Rosa's amazing. I love her too. But, like, the fact that Serena Deeb is NWA Women's Champion, I'm so fucking for that. Like, yes. She took on legit Layla Hirsch. Hirsch. I'm bad at pronunciation. Hirsch, right?
1: Yep, that is correct. Cool,
0: Layla Hirsch. And they had a really, again, like, it's it's disappointing about how, like, AEW is continuingly to just having one women's match on their show. It's just they – it needs to get to the point where they're getting more women on the show and not just having one single match on their show. Um, again, like, I think their work with the NWA has helped that because, I mean, like, Serenity – and thunder rosa having them on the show and this match was really good i love serena and i've very i've been so happy to see her back on t like on uh aw and on AEW and on tv that i can actually watch and uh seeing her with the title i love as well layla looked great too like i haven't seen a ton of her before of course i'm not too first in nwa power um i want to but they did really really well i think i mean she she won the title the night before dynamite and she defended it this night so i mean that's a great moment right there and i mean like it was a good little uh cleanser from the last match i mean you just had a straight up title match right after that i still like we keep saying it like we're just waiting for more women's uh matches to be produced on the show but again the only way we can have that happen is if people actually watch the women's matches. So I'm hoping that with Serena Deeb showing up as the NWA Women's Champion, I love this uh, relationship that they're having with the NWA, hopefully with the people like that. Of course, with hopefully people getting a little bit more behind Sheeta and seeing what happens with her title run and uh, having her facing Nyla Rose, as they said after this match backstage, Nyla Rose and Hikaru Sheeta at full gear. Hopefully, people will be into that match as well. But. Yeah, I mean, that's about as mu- all I can say about that. Anything you want to add to
1: this, Floyd? Two things, Dr. Britt Baker, in an interview, said simple. If you want more women's matches, quit turning the channel.
0: Exactly. That's, what, that's all it takes. <laughs> it,
1: it, number two, uh, this shows an evolution in the relationship between AEW and NWA. This AEW show was taped the week, you know, yeah. at the last taping, right? And the NWA show wasn't shown until Tuesday, right? So, they taped this with her as NWA champion and worked with NWA not to spoil it. That way, as soon as it was announced that she was the champion in NWA, they then said she was going to defend the title on AEW. That's two companies working their storylines and angles together, which, to me... That represents a step up in the AEW-NWA relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, we had uh, Sean Spears on AEW Dynamite, which, fuck yeah, always love to see Sean. Uh, Accompanied by Tully Blanchard versus VCK, sorry. VCK making his Dynamite debut. And uh, there was a little bit of talk about the bad blood between Sean Spears and Scorpio Sky. We've seen... uh, Quick little video segments about that. Um, quickly, uh, Sean Spears got a fireman carry and hit the C four and got the pin like real quick. Um, and then someone dressed up in a Halloween costume was yelling at Sean Spears, threw Halloween candy at him. He pulls the costume fan into the ring, takes off the mask, and uh, well, actually no, he turns to Tully, loads up his glove, and while this was happening, mask gets removed. Scorpio Sky he hosts sky up and hits him with the tko and uh scorpio sky and sean spears fuck yeah like i mean this this feud hasn't gotten a ton of tv time but i mean like in terms of two guys that like work really well and i would imagine would do great work together it's just those two this was a very quick moment and it, uh, it was just right before our main event but like anything quick you want to add to this before we? Get to i got event nothing time? to add to it nothing it. to add <laughs> i totally get it i mean like it's it's scorpio we all love scorpio Sean Spears, I mean, like, we've seen little bits and pieces of this, and, like, we'll probably see more down the line, but, like, I'm at least glad we got to see Sean quickly on TV. But now, main event time! Kenny Omega versus Penta El Zero Miedo with Ray Phoenix actually joining him, the man he beat to move to the semifinals. Winner of this match faces Hangman Adam Page at Full Gear to compete for a number one contendership for the AEW World title. Like, we all knew this where this was going, but doesn't matter the match was still fucking great he also kenny omega uh came out with the triple a mega world championship belt around his waist he beat Ray phoenix for that title i love little nods like that and also i'm glad that kenny omega hasn't forgotten that he has that title because for a second i thought he did uh and they just beat the shit out of each other i mean in terms of like two unbelievable workers, you have the man that was considered to be the best wrestler in the world for a very long time facing Pentagon, one half of the one of a lot of people's favorite tag teams, and just Ray and Phoenix, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon themselves are just fucking unbelievably good. They just beat the hell out of each other in a vicious match, and uh, it just finished up with Kenny Omega getting the win, and he is going to face Hangman Adam Page. It's going to be the battle of the former tag team champions. I mean, like we said, going into this tournament, we knew it was going to lead down this road. I'm still fucking stoked and, like, jazzed about this match itself. And this main event was fucking great. I mean, you got to see singles wrestler Kenny Omega, like, just in his element. And also, fun fact, you got a rematch from All In in this match because of what we got at All In was Kenny Omega versus Penta, and that's when we got to see Jericho debut. I mean, like, I love how shit works out like that. And now we get the return of Kenny Omega as a singles wrestler and as the cleaner as he faced off against the man that he faced at All In when all this started. So, And now, of course, the main event, well, I mean, you got full gear with Kenny and Hangman, which is going to fucking be insane. But that's Dynamite. Real quick, Floyd, thoughts on this match in particular in this main event?
1: Okay, so a couple thoughts. First of all, Uh, because of how hot they were as a tag team, it's been forever since either one of them have taken a pin, Kenny or Hangman. So this is going to be a very well-built match going forward. Second, I thought the Pentagon match and him were good. It it drove a point. They clearly left something there, you know, just for when they have to do this again, which is awesome. Uh, Sometimes wrestling being predictable is great especially when your predictable leads you to hangman versus kenny i have no idea who's gonna win that's gonna be unpredictable so i am uh yeah i, I am definitely looking forward to this i do need to give a very important shout out because it happened during the intro to my f- group my family my boys at wrestlejoy.com who oh, got yeah. shot out in during the entrance Wrestlejoy.com have called him a wrestling genius when speaking of Kenny Omega it's been great that you know the site's got that shout out so it didn't like uh, the site didn't exist like seven months ago and you know now it's been mentioned on AEW twice so that's pretty epic
0: it is yeah shout out to them and yeah that was AEW Dynamite for this week Um, and yeah I mean like great strong show we've only got one more dynamite before full gear and it's going to be really interesting to see how the kickoff show goes and we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and recap well not recap we're going to preview my apologies we're going to preview next week's dynamite the go-home show for full gear now the matches that we have announced is we have sami guevara and ortiz versus mjf and wardlow which was announced at the at the uh, at the segment for Inner Circle with their uh, town hall, we also have Scorpio Sky versus Sean Spears going into this. Of course, we had the little segment before the main event that leads into this. We have Miro versus Trent. Uh, as we have, they got jumped. We had a little segment building into that. Um, I'm just glad we're getting more stuff to see Miro with in that. And then we have Cody and the Gun Club teaming to face Cole Cabana, Silver, and Ten of the Dark Order. And I mean they just announced Gun Club is in the Nightmare Family, so I mean, they're gonna wrestle. So Yeah, I'm interesting lineup you have announced for the go home show for full gear, like just in stuff that they've already announced. Like not the kind of stuff that I would expect to be announced for a go home show, but I mean I'm yeah, excited to so see So two things that I yeah, didn't put on
1: there. Uh they're gonna have Eddie Kingston and Uh, Moxley in the ring face to face interview, and Chris Jericho is going to be on commentary at some point doing the show if not the whole show so those are two things I did miss from the preview Uh, yeah I'm just looking at it I'm just like yeah it's a card it's a dynamite you know it doesn't Uh, seem like a go home show though. yeah it doesn't seem like a go home show there's little little excitement in there so i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the show um but yeah uh scorpio and sean spears i hope it's given time i'm hoping i do too time. i
0: really hope that you give them legit time to make this match works i mean like if we want to see scorpio legitimately get good singles matches opportunities give him time sean spears is a great heel and he does great work and i think he'll give great spotlight just Scorpio so I think just give them time and they can do some great shit
1: yeah and you know that's what I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to that going forward uh, as far as the new members of the Nightmare family like Lee Johnson and the Gun Club I, I like Lee Johnson and the Gun Club needs something to do that, <laughs> that's how I see it uh, it's just like you know you got Billy and you got Billy and Dustin in there you know and then it's like you know you got Lee and uh, Austin so you got your young boy group and it's just like okay that's what you want to do let's do it yeah I mean
0: there you go and overall though that's all we have for AEW Dynamite for this week leading into the show I know Floyd I think you might have a couple other things that you might want to talk about real quick uh, before
1: we sign off So, FTR has a new jacket on com. It did not come in my size because they hate fat people. But, uh, satin jacket, it's their design with the three horsemen. I'm probably still going to buy it anyway, but I really wanted to put that out there so everybody can get that jacket and support my boys. Uh, Brandon Cutler pinned Peter Avalon on uh, AEW Dark to make his, to be the... The not be the last person to get a win in AEW and probably the most built well built storyline in dark history that will ever happen you know this is basically a year storyline that ended on dark so that is freaking amazing for all those people that's like oh I don't watch dark because of this I mean it, it storylines extend on dark there's good matches on dark This was a one-year storyline built in. And I think that's it. Let's... Reminder. Reminder. Then let Austin do his thing. Uh, We're going to put up the link to this show. You're going to like it. Retweet. Comment with what match you're looking forward to most. I had time to think about it. What match you're looking forward to most from Full Gear and that'll be your entry and you know I'll announce on Wednesday night who wins the contest
0: yeah and Floyd I will say I know the the bomber jacket for FTR doesn't fit you but I mean like because of how much you've been pushing and like you've been shouting out your boys on FT about FTR and shouting them out on the podcast and stuff my mate like I would be I will be more than down to grab one of the jackets in support of my friend and in support of like
1: one of the greatest tag teams that we have right now, like, no question about it, dude. I was, I was like, I saw the link and I was so happy. And I like clicked on the link and I went and they said they were having some problems with it, so I'd go, I put one and then I go down to try three and I was like, There's no three, there's no three. And I refreshed, and I'm like, Oh man, there's no problem. I went on. The PWT's VIP group and like, there's no, is there going to be a three? And he's like, as soon as I refresh the pro wrestling team's page, it pops up. These are the only size that is going to be available. And then he's Mm -hmm. like, no, we're not getting any biggest broken, broken hearted. I'm like, again, I've never, never probably been that sad. I'm like I I'm like I I actually enjoy being big. I know there are a lot of big people out there that all they want to do is lose weight. I enjoy being big. I this is the that was like the first time in probably like three years where I'm like, damn it, if I was just a little bit smaller. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, I I, I I will I will gladly grab grab Def- one of those jackets. I to, like. I haven't. I I haven't gotten any of their shirts yet. And like, yeah. honestly, I think this would be a good thing for me to grab on there it's because, first of all, it's not a t-shirt, so my mom won't kill me about it because she's like, "You've already got too many t-shirts." Yeah. And it'll
1: be something. I, I'm going. I literally. Looks fucking sick. I'm literally going to send you a picture of my closet so you can show your mom. Okay. So you can say <laughs> you don't have too many t-shirts. Okay. I have. Uh, I have three hundred t-shirts. So.
2: Okay. Cool.
1: I, I, will, I will do that time she gets mad at me. Not like, t This Gladly is be like. This is a forty year old man. This is how many t shirts he has. I was <laughs> like, so no, I don't have, I don't have too many t shirts. I'm still good. <laughs> no, but I haven't reached that point yet. Yes. So I'm thinking I'm gonna buy the jacket so I can kind of drape it over me. So me, Jackie, and. JR can get our just grab one and get it signed by them and get it framed yeah definitely definitely that's a uh, that's an idea but I want to me Jackie and JR have been talking about getting our three picture of us three with the jacket on so I'm like, maybe drape it over me, you know, on the shoulder. No, don't or actually just try to. Or put you, on. Can,
0: or you, ft, you and both members of FTR can just hold it out in front of you.
1: Yes, that would be that would be dope. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm giving you great but, picture but, ideas. I'm so <laughs> good at this. Yeah, I'm. I I, I all I can say is I don't see a world where I don't buy that ch- jacket. Regardless, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just it's gonna happen. It's just gonna just so I can say I did it. But yeah, so. I walk around with it draped over my shoulder. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. There you go. No, no, but uh, But... it's going to be good. It's going to be good.
0: Yeah, It will. But that's all we got for you on this episode of All Things Elite. It was all around the place. Again, apologies for not being on last week. But we were able to quickly go over the big moments of last week's Dynamite. We went over this week's Dynamite, and we previewed the go-home show for next week's Dynamite. And, of course, on our next show, we'll also talk about our predictions for Full Gear, which is looking super fucking good. But thank you guys so much for tuning in and for listening to the show. We appreciate it so much. If you enjoyed it, you can download this fine show on Google or an Apple Podcasts. If you listen to Spotify as well, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to share the episode if you enjoyed it with friends who like AEW, who friends who just like pro wrestling we really would appreciate it so much if you enjoyed it super super much you can also leave a donation through Red Circle we'd be forever grateful if you did that and the least you could do as well if you want to support us you can support us by following us on social media at AT Elite Pod is our our show Twitter at Social Suplex is our good friends at Social Suplex who help make this show possible at SZoomer4 is myself again wait until the election's over because if this doesn't go away that I want it to I probably will not Shut up. Uh, and plus, just everything on Twitter is going to be ridiculous for the next couple days. So it might be best to be just kind of away from it for a little bit. But that's just my personal belief. I live your life how you want to live it. But just be happy, be happy, and be kind to people. Uh, and Floyd Johnson on Twitter is at Floyd Johnson Jr. But I'm not the person who like gives you the kind words of advice and nice speeches before the end of the show that's our good buddy floyd he's got to take us home tonight for this show so happy halloween floyd take
1: us home happy halloween i want to say that and for the last time for about three and a half years i will remind you to vote and be nice to people and don't eat the unwrapped candy uh well and but no matter what you do whether it's trick-or-treating watching horror movies watching football or just being or just trying to uh survive this pandemic no matter what you do always do your best to be elite